We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now that, all right, you know that song, you know what time it is. It is time to welcome our friend, Mr. Barstool Nate, Eric Nathan, to the program. Nate Dog, how do you do, sir? Landini, we got Nate? Eric, you there? What's up, Nate? Did they hit the button? Can you hear me? Uh, there you go. What's happening? We hear you. What's up, man? How you, are you? You got me now. Cool. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm proud of you boys for being up early in Vegas, sounding like a million bucks. Um, how is it out there? A little cold, right? Uh, a little cold. Not very Vegas-like just yet, but it's coming. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's kind of low-key right now. Um, I, it, you can feel it's starting to get packed. It, one thing that's interesting, and we've done this now, L.A., Arizona, like West Coast Super Bowls, Radio Row is just kind of different because – It's so damn early. Yeah, like, you know, a lot, what is it? Probably 65% of the country lives on the East Coast. And because of that, like, I think a show like The Junks, I heard them talking about this earlier this week. They they would start their show at four a.m. or three a.m. three a.m. right because they come on at six. Nobody's gonna be here for that. So when you no. when you kind of subtract every early morning East Coast show, maybe not every. I'm sure there's some lunatics doing it. I don't. Hopefully they don't hear me saying that. <laughs> but like it kind of just changes the tenor of Radio Row for the week, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. But I'm glad you guys are there. Hopefully B takes you out to some you know steak dinners and. I don't. I don't know what else you guys even do out there together. Just eat meals and and then go to bed early. We, we research a lot of church. We libraries. research information for the next day to make sure we had our shows. Yeah, going. you know, Nate, we don't do a lot of hanging. Nate, you know us. We put a lot of time into show prep. Like yeah. I'd argue, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody in our market does more show prep than Brian and I. Whenever I think of Radio Row, I just I I just think of like. Who are you guys interviewing? Like Jerome Bettis and Curtis Martin? You know, it, that's who I think of when I think of Radio Row. Just like these these guys who were great twenty years ago that you get like a quick six minutes with. Is that what is that what happens? Um, I, you know what? So what happens? And uh, people may enjoy going behind the curtain. They might not. But I do. Um, there are PR people walking around, kind of pitching different athletes. They stuff. Um, that that have a deal with some sponsorship group. Um, and a lot of those interviews are worthwhile. Um, I think if you – a lot of times you can get bogged down by the PR people, like pushing – they'll give you like three pages of stuff they claim you and have And they may to. give you a guy that was a third-string lineman on a team that was not good. You don't know what the hell he is. Right. Um, but I think for B and I, we have enough, I'd say, relationships with people that if somebody's coming on, we actually want to talk to them. And if you have – say it's ten minutes for round numbers – if it's eight minutes and then you give them 90 seconds to plug whatever they're selling, I, I think it's well worth it. I've done that. Uh, I did that, and I think it was Arizona. I was on the show, and then the guy had this company wanted me to go around talking about the little tape stuff. I did five interviews. 
10 G's, kept moving. Sure, I'm sure you didn't mind it. <laughs> I didn't mind talking about anything they wanted to talk about. I talked about the football. I can talk about this. Whatever you want me to talk about. Um, Nate, more importantly than B making 10 G's working Radio Row is Dan Quinn yesterday. Um, Way more important. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know that you were wild about the hire, but I think you agree with Brian and I, like, once the hires made the the how it happened and who got screwed and who messed up and all that becomes less important to me and it's more about all right who is this dude can they win games what do you think of yesterday's presser I like Dan Quinn a lot I like his demeanor I like his attitude I like the way he's poised and the way he answers questions he sounds like an what you want an NFL head coach to sound like you know he Ron Rivera has spent the better half of what the last four years just giving weird cliche high school coach type of answers saying we you know we like where we are we're going to check the tape this and that uh dan quinn is the opposite dan quinn sounded more like a coach in a 50 minute press conference than ron sounded for four years so um you know maybe he's he's just like a a a football guy in his coaching prime who's just been waiting to get back into the head coaching ranks uh and and he doesn't want to screw it up you know like he he was good in Atlanta until a very bad thing happened, and almost like he had the coaching yips. He never really recovered from that Super Bowl. But it seems everything you read about him, he's liked around the league. Um, players like playing for him. He's a nice guy, but he demands a lot from his guys. The perfect balance. I, I think as a fan base, you know, we got ahead of, ahead of ourselves, me especially with the Ben Johnson hype. Maybe Ben Johnson's just not the guy. Maybe he just he interviewed poorly, they said. And he didn't really want to be in Washington. I, Dan Quinn wants to be here. It seems like everybody is on board with him. I, I, I'm never a huge fan of, I call them retreads all the time, guys who are head coaches kind of like got washed out of the league and then come back and then they bounce around the league. He doesn't seem like that guy to me. You know, he's not 85 years old on his 100th gig. He was a head coach in Atlanta, did well. And I'm glad that he's getting a second chance. And so far, so good with me. I've liked everything he said. See, the thing about the demanding a lot of us out of his players is what I cared about more than anything because I don't think we've demanded a lot out of the players. You know, I, I think that when I listened to him yesterday, he was saying things that was music to my ears. Now, I understand that, you know, it's kind of hard to lose <laughs> press conferences. Yeah. But ultimately, he said the right things. And if we just, like, I always say I can't hold you hold you to nothing that you didn't say. He all the things he said. If he lives up to what he said, I expect us to be better. I'm not saying yeah. great, but I 100%. expect us to be better. Yeah, a hundred percent agree with you. Uh, it's hard. The bar so low with head coaches here that it's going to be tough not to be better. But he has a big task. You know, he he has not a great roster, a lot of salary cap room, a brand new GM. Uh, I I don't know the exact relationship they will have in, you know, choosing players, this and that. Uh, But I I like that we have all systems in place. Everybody has a defined role now. There's no – there shouldn't be any meddling from ownership into the draft. There shouldn't be any meddling from outside politics into, you know, free agency. It it seems like we have everything where we want it now. And and maybe it's just like kind of a patience-slash-waiting game, you know, with – just the rebuild, which I guess is a bad word now. You can't say rebuild. But, uh, you know, it, if it's not this season, it'll be next season. It, it, a lot has to do with who we get at quarterback at number two, if it works out or if it doesn't. Obviously, a decade of this franchise 
you can get whoever you want as head coach or GM or owner. If you don't have the quarterback in place, you don't really have a team. So now that we have everything else in place, let's just hope and pray and do rain dances that we land a quarterback and we get the right guy. Sure, and, and I want to get to that. But for me, I'm curious if you feel the same way, Nate Dog. Um, talking with our friend Barcel Nate here on the BetQL guest line. Um, a lot of what Ron tried to do at maybe not all times but often was control the message, control the narrative, control the optics, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn strikes me as a dude that just doesn't care about that. And, yeah, and I think everybody's ready for that. Yeah, I would say like the less noise from everything else around the team that the head coach has to deal with, the better. You, we've talked about it. Like you don't see anything like what comes came out of Washington on really any other team. Just how toxic everything around the team is. Dan Quinn has no time for that. He doesn't have to be the spokesman. He doesn't have to do the PR spin. It, 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 it's a fresh, you know, just fresh canvas for him. Um, and, and it's great. It, it's going to be confusing when we go weeks in the offseason without talking about a lawsuit or you know, uh, anything like that, you know, ownership and, and team presidents and this and that. We shouldn't know any of these names. We shouldn't have any of these issues. It's build a team, put a winning product on the field. None, nothing else really matters. I think we're very, very close to as close as we've been there in, in 30 years. So – what do you think of the hires? What do you think of the decisions that were made? Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Witt. I think Joe Witt is the easy one to kind of celebrate, honestly. Um, Dan Quinn's had a ton of offensive success down in uh, – a ton of defensive success, rather, in Dallas. Joe Witt was a mm-hmm. key part of that. And then if you look yep. that he was – uh, that secondary in Dallas has been really good, and they've developed players, which is such an exciting thing to hear. Um, Kingsbury's kind of a different conversation. Let's start with Witt. What do you think of that hire? Uh, I'm with you. It's, he has been a defensive back guru everywhere he's been, and it seems that it was time for him to, you know, just get the call up to be a defensive coordinator. Uh, everything I've read is probably similar to what you've read and the millions and millions of listeners have read. It doesn't seem like there's one bad thing to say about Joe Witt Jr. I'm excited for him to come in and uh, not to beat a dead horse, but it can't possibly be like our secondary quite literally could not be worse. So I'm excited to see how we can elevate the guys on the team, especially Emmanuel Forbes, who was put in a very difficult situation as a rookie, as a 112 pound rookie, just being told to cover wide receivers one-on-one and getting burnt and then benched. I think that was very unfair to him. I think he's still a good young talent and we have the right guy in place now to, actually get the best out of him so if you're a young defensive back on this Washington team you're in a very good spot right now I don't know if Forbes is gonna be good but I think he'll be in a better situation and I really like Quan Martin yeah Quan Martin showed something he came through in the end yes definitely 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 all right so let's go to Kingsbury then um all I said to Brian throughout the process and I I thought it was gonna be Ben Johnson and frankly I think they thought it was gonna be Ben Johnson eventually we're, we're perhaps rewriting history now, but also who cares? Um, mm-hmm. But throughout the process, my stance was I lean offense here. I'm not someone that says it has to be offense all the time. I think you, there's a lot of ways to get to the finish line, and you do need to just find the best coach. 
But in this scenario, I leaned offense because I think they're about to draft a quarterback in number two. And I want yep. somebody that can help that quarterback. Yeah. So they go with Quinn. Fine. Then you hire Cliff Kingsbury. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is necessarily a, a real head coach. I don't know that he runs the best offense. But I do believe he speaks quarterback, and therefore I like the hire. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, they don't call him the, what, uh, QB whisperer for nothing. He has worked <laughs> with QBs that have gone on to do great things, including, you know, we saw what Baker did this year, Mahomes, Kyler, uh, Johnny Football, <clears throat> maybe maybe almost a great QB whisperer. But there, there's there's what, what can you say? Like, Cliff is Cliff. He has his own, you know, aura about him. There's a reason he's – so regarded as a QB coach in the league, there's also a reason he's you know bounced around college, the pro rings, and back and forth. Uh, he has his limitations for sure. But if we're going QB number two, and if there's a chance we get Caleb at all, uh, we have our guy in place to develop a young quarterback. It, it seems he's very trusted throughout the NFL to handle young quarterbacks. Uh, as you said, he, he didn't do great in Arizona as a head coach. He had the one 11-6 season. Besides that, it was more or less failure. But he's not going to be asked to lead a team, you know. Yeah. As you said, he's just going to be asked to lead this offense and uh, hopefully get our QB play as good as it can be. I think you know, Sam Howell would have benefited from a Cliff Kingsbury last season. Um, I, I think a lot of quarterbacks would benefit from a Cliff Kingsbury. So, you know, it, it's an exciting hire. It, it's um, it's an interesting hire for sure. Definitely, definitely interesting. How about but, Dan Quinn yeah, comparing I, I, Cliff I'm Kingsbury to Kyle? But I, I think ultimately, what has happened is this thing has shown us less is more. Where these coaches that we have here that many people had an issue with per se is because they have so much on their plate early on. Right now, there is more streamlined to where Quinn is going to be overseeing. And I think he's going to definitely help with, and I think Kingsbury will be doing his own thing. But ultimately, you know, you still have that guy who can lead these guys. And I think by not – because like, Richard Pettibone, great defense coordinator, wasn't a great head coach. Right. Some people just can't do the multiple things. I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, I ahead. think it's also important that Dan Quinn trusts Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Dan Quinn yeah. – is coming in to be our football guy, maybe like a little bit of disciplinarian. Kingsbury wouldn't be our offensive coordinator if he didn't have the full trust of everybody that we've talked about, this line that we have now, this very like segmented line where it goes ownership, GM, head coach. Now we're going to go into offensive coordinator slash defensive coordinator and quarterback, like all circled in one. Everybody trusts each other up and down that line is as important as it can get because we don't need these leaks and these politics and people just, you know, going on to Twitter and liking tweets about each other. It's just everybody <laughs> is on the same page for the first time in a long time, and we have to really, really appreciate that as a fan base, that we have that, and just let them cook. Just let them get to work, and at the end, we should have a Super Bowl. You know, like that's the way you have to look at it. If everything – in the machine works correctly, the output should be a winning franchise and a Super Bowl, and that's what we're here for. I think I, I'm a, I, I agree with you that this isn't about – I don't think Dan Quinn gives a rip about his legacy. I think he cares about week one against the Panthers or whoever the hell they play. You know what I mean? I, I think 
at some point this becomes more about football than what it was previously. And I yeah. think – and, dude, some of – I'm not trying to drag Ron repeatedly here. And Ron was also put in a situation where, because of Dan's BS, he had to be the front, the face of everything. And yep. all that is gone. And I think, like, Harris was up there yesterday and took questions when you asked him, but because they had a GM and a coach, it wasn't so vital to constantly try to get a question into the owner. Yeah. you know, it, Like, the, yeah. the entire paradigm has shifted. You know, this, Josh don't like being in the, in the uh, spotlight. No. He'll come in, say something real quick, back up, and let them do their job. Now, if you ask him and a question, he's kind of funny. Free. Yeah, he is. Um. I don't know this, and maybe Jeff can do a deep dive on this for for me. I'm trying to find out if Dan Quinn has social media at all. Oh, um, no way. A, a quick search. I'm just Googling Dan Quinn social media. The only There's a Falcons DQ that I find hard to believe this is actually him. Um, I think that's just a fake one. He doesn't strike me as a dude that cares about any of that. Well, to be honest no, with you, I, you, you I, said I, I he cares doubt. about winning football games, and I think a lot of these coaches didn't care about winning football games. They cared about their legacy. I don't think anybody gets to be an NFL head coach without caring about winning football games, but I do think there was a care about how we frame the narrative around Well, caring games. about winning games in, in a small manner, and really that's what the hell you live and breathe, that's, that's a different thing. And some NFL coaches – don't care about it that they live and breathe it breathe it because um, they hear too much and if you hear everything everybody say and you have to focus on calling them and texting them and saying stuff then you damn sure don't care a lot about winning Nate dog um yes sir i need a super bowl pick from you it's super bowl week sir look i as the old saying goes you don't make money betting against patrick mahomes i it's i it, it's just so hard to bet against what he does with the football and you look across the field and it's Brock Purdy. And I know that it's, you know, cliche. Pretty damn good two. though. I, I know, but it's like <laughs> when you look at the two, who you taking, you always take Mahomes a hundred times out of a hundred. I think in Super Bowls, if you just bet on the best quarterback more often than not, you will come out a winner. I, I think the Chiefs, Chiefs defense is underrated. Uh, it, it's really hard to bet against, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's that's where my money is. I am on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know that he will actually do this, but Jeff, I'd like you to keep track of everybody's Super Bowl picks this week, and at the end of the week, we can run through who everybody picked. Jeff, you, you would do uh, better asking Jeff, Nico to do that. <laughs> Jeff, are you up for that task? He'll take care of it. Um, all right, hey Nate, real quick. Um, Caps, I think, are back in action for the first time tonight since the All-Star break. This koozie situation, I think, is concerning. Um, how are we feeling about our Washington Capitals second half of the season where they got some ground to make up here? Yeah, um, it, it was never going to be the best season for our beloved Washington Capitals. It, it's all things considered, with the lack of OV production, the you know a lot of young guys filling in, you know the age of the team, the goaltender issues, being above 500, I think, is a win. Uh, the goal differential is terrible, minus 31. I think it's like second worst in the Metro 
only behind the Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets who are horrid. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things not to like. There's a lot of things to like, too. Like, a lot of these young guys just stepping up, putting in great minutes. Uh, the situation, you know, hopefully he just gets better. Like, that's all anybody really wants out of him right now is just he takes yep. the time and he rehabs and he gets better. You know, like, we still could make the playoffs. You know, the Metro is tight. I think even being in contention with this roster and, again, the lack of production from Ovi and those guys, uh, I four games above 500, I'll take it. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they just put together some runs in the second half. Maybe we squeak into the playoffs. I think there's reason to be optimistic about this team instead of pessimistic. I think despite all their flaws, this team grinds and works and skates and does the little things that they have to do to win games that we probably shouldn't win. And and with different head coaching, this team is in last place. And instead we are, you know, still fighting for a playoff spot, uh, you know, with teams like the Islanders, Penguins, Devils, who are supposed to be much better than us this season. So, uh, I'm optimistic. I'm an optimistic guy today for the Caps. Nate Dog is Mr. Brightside. Appreciate your time, bro. We'll catch up soon. All right. Have fun in Vegas. Go win a lot of money. All right. That is our friend, Eric Nathan. You can follow him on X, Instagram, all of it, at Barstool Nate. Now, I am in Las Vegas. What built Las Vegas? Gambling. Blackjack, roulette, craps, sports betting. Luckily for you, you can bet at home. You don't have to travel to Vegas anymore. That's right. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the, as the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Um, I will answer the question first to start. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lambville, you want to hear something wild? So we just ran, ran into the morning show boys from Dallas, um, on the Odyssey station down in Dallas. They had to be here at 2:20 AM. What kind of shape, oh. do you, what kind of shape do you think me and B would be in if we had to be here at 2:20 AM? That's obscene, man. I'm not even trying to do a bit here. We'll be in great shape because we wouldn't be out. Dude, there's <laughs> we'll be asleep at five. If we had to be here at two twenty a.m., we would one hundred percent just be drunk and out. 
Like, well, there's I, no way I'm going to bed no, to wake no, up no. to come. I, I, I would not be hanging out if I have to be in here at 2.30. Why would they have to be there at 2.20? Because they go on I at 3.30. I think they're on at 3, and I think they had pre-recorded so I don't know, man. That's uh, cray-cray. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, we're going to send you to Vegas. You got to be on air at 2.30. I don't want to go. Um, I'll do it from my house. So let's do this. Dan Quinn gave a press conference yesterday. We all listened. We were there. We've watched the video. However you consumed that presser. I'm going to start by answering my own question for once. Um, yeah, because you never answer your question. You always ask us. I'm a point guard, dude. Um, what did I like most from the Quinn presser? What I liked most from the Dan Quinn presser is you had a guy. Listen, man, he experienced tremendous highs in Atlanta, and I don't want to take that away from him. Um, As a coordinator in Seattle, they won a Super Bowl. As a coordinator in Dallas, they won a lot of regular season games. Mm -hmm. Um, He has experienced real success, but he has one of the most noteworthy losses of all time and and he's got to wear it you you're up 28 to 3 in the third quarter of the super bowl dude and and you lost and one thing i applaud is he takes complete ownership of the the like the the, the downside of this stuff he takes ownership of his flaws of his faults they're they're at various times in the Rivera administration, I don't know how much accountability there was. Yeah. And Dan Quinn seems like a dude that is fully accountable. And that, to me, above all the other stuff that he wants to kick ass and push hard and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've heard football coaches tell me how they want to uh-huh. kick ass. Accountability leads to honesty, leads to vulnerability, and I think people respond to that. Yeah, I, I picked up the same things, but that Super Bowl loss, as much as he gets blamed for it, he didn't completely deserve all the blame for that. I could, uh, and not, but but I'm saying, but we have a guy that's on that we praise all the time. And Kyle, he was on that team. He was overly throwing the ball and things of that nature. And then you look at the fact he went to another Super Bowl that he lost. <laughs> so I, I just think that Dan doesn't try to pass blame. He just accepts it and moves on. I think that's the best way to do it. But what I, when he was talking, I just think he was answering things straightforward, like a, a, a human being instead of a robot. A lot of people in professional sports become robots because it's someone always telling you how you should say something, what you should say. And a lot of times some PR people make you become somebody else other than yourself. I don't think anybody told him how to speak because he was speaking just like Dan Quinn is. And I think if he keeps that, at least you have a lot more people having that level of respect for you because they know that you're being real and true, truthful with them. You and I, would I think we're three years this weekend maybe, whatever, but we've been doing media in a lot of capacities for a long time now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You've done it hell since you were playing. I've been you know into this for a while now. And there are people that try to be – somebody else when the mics are on and the cameras are on like i I know it like i've experienced it there are people that like have this cool voice when the air comes on like whatever and and you and i don't do any of that bleep none and dan quinn strikes me as a dude that doesn't do any of that 
I, I think the only thing he tries to do is not curse when he knows he's on air. The one thing I heard Donnie Simpson say this. Donnie Simpson did radio for 55 years. That's incredible. And he said, How old is Donnie? Donnie's in his 70s. Okay. Wow. Well, 70, 71, something like that. He started doing radio. He was 15, 16 in Detroit. Wow. With all the old Motown guys. But he said, he said, you always come to a point where you think someone is thinking you're not good enough. And he said, the one thing he realized, the best, he, he knows how to be him better than anybody in the world. So he just kept trying to be the, number, the, the same Donnie Simpson, just be himself. And I think everybody has to understand that. When you're trying to be somebody else, you're trying to be something, some type of character, that causes a little conflict every once in a while. Just be who you are straight up. You don't have to worry about changing. I, we all got off the plane last night. This lady who has the suite uh, at the stadium, in, a, in uh, the commander stadium. She was on the plane with us, like, flying out here. And she was like, one thing that my daughters and all say about you is, Brian is always real. You ask him a question, he's the same way whether he's on air or not. Then you don't have to worry. Just like when people say it's hard to keep, hard to remember lies. It's hard to remember if you faked out and tried to testify some, some BS instead of just truthfully answering the question. Brian, Mitch- Brian Mitchell is the same dude all the time unless you get to that rare point in the night where B starts speaking French. Then you don't know what the hell you're about to what, – what's about to happen. Well, it, it's still oh, me. Oh, mon ami, Brian Mitchell. I have some of that in me, and it comes out when I have extra uh, confidence. <laughs> <laughs> always, always having extra confidence. Um, here, here's the plan here. I, I want to talk about <clears throat> – I want to get the boys in the aquarium, kind of what everybody thinks – about the Dan Quinn presser yesterday. do want to touch on EB a little bit. We're going to have Derek Stevens, owner of the Circa Casino, join us at 1230. 1 o'clock, Nikki Javala. Do we know if Nikki's here? I, I'm pretty sure she was on our flight. She's right? on flight with us, yeah. But she might be covering practice. Yeah, but she was on, on the flight with us. I know I, that. We'll see if we can get Nikki to join us live here. Grant Paulson is here. Um, there, It's possible we're all going to Brazil. Nobody go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence, whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverted heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com, and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude, because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. I love this bar. <laughs> B-Bitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan, live Las Vegas. Radio Row, starting to fill up. Celebrities are here. I think Bubba Watson, two-time Masters winner, right? Yeah. Are we sure that's Bubba Watson? Bubba Watson. Hey, man, that one shot he hit out of those trees. On 10? Bruh. It's on, and if, if you've been to Augusta and you've stood where he hit that shot from, I don't know how. I don't know how the hell he did it. I don't know how the hell he did it. Well, I hit hook shots like that. I just don't plan on it. Right. <laughs> um, celebrities are here. Bubba Watson is here. Uh, Rich Gannon, a former NFL MVP that Brian could throw a football farther than, is here. Grant Paulson is here. Um, Awad is here. All the celebs showing up in Vegas for the week. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting as we kind of continue to talk about the Dan Quinn introduction yesterday. I don't know that we've talked to our boy Jeff yet. And Jeff loves his football team, loves his burgundy and gold. I don't know that any of us were necessarily wowed by the hire. To me, it always felt like a safe hire. 
but I feel like you you should feel better about the hire now that you've heard, seen, can – without sounding like a total loser, you can kind of feel Dan Quinn's energy and what he brings. You know from that, you don't sound like a, a loser for saying that. You just, you, 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 I think when you see coaches speaking, you get a good or a bad vibe from them. And I think he gave me a good vibe yesterday. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's all it is. Jeff, how did you feel yesterday? I I was excited. I mean, you, like I said, I felt his passion. As I said before the press conference, we are going to hear. We are we are going to hear if he's really about this job. It's like yeah, you did I, say I, that. I can't I can't change it because I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to see, but I do feel good. I mean, I didn't feel – I never felt bad about the hire. It was it, – it's show me state. You, we are – y'all are new owners. This is the first season that, you know, y'all have full control. If this is your guy as the head coach, show me. Show me. I'm, I'm all here for it. And until they prove me wrong, I'm riding with Quinn and the guys and his staff. All right. I'm with you, Jeff. I, I think – I think however you felt about the Quinn hire, you should feel a little bit better. I still don't think any of this makes it a home run. I think it's a safe move. I think it's a guy that can bring energy right away. And I think I, I think I'm in a show-me state too. Honestly, I, if you're really into Dan Quinn, I, I can't imagine. like If we went back in the poll I posted on the day they hired him, and the the love it was like twenty percent, mm-hmm. and then there was and eh, we'll see the staff and hate it. I imagine there's fewer hates, maybe a little more love, but I think most people now just kind of like it and yeah. are are at peace with it, ready to move forward. I also think more and more, it doesn't matter how they landed there. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I agree with that totally, because at this point we can sit up here and argue about. How they got there, well, it wasn't their first guy, this, that, and the other. What did they say? Okay? You, you have to eventually start listening to what they're saying. And when you hear all the multiple things about Ben Johnson, we don't know that Ben was just sitting there, and then when he got to him, they were like, oh, this is a little different. We're going to have to really talk to people now. Because you kept hearing second interview, second interview. A lot of times when you are totally honest somebody, you don't have a second interview with everybody else. Right. Maybe that interview made them say, we need to go talk to somebody. These guys again. Right. I think um, – and, and Adam Peters said that, you know, he's got to be honest to his process and that that's why even as things change, they wanted to stick with it. And, and I can understand that and even support that. Um, I think if somebody had wowed them along the way, they didn't – they probably wouldn't have had to be honest with their process. Mm-hmm. I did – I don't think it's worth a ton of conversation, frankly, um, I thought Dan Quinn handled the Eric Bieniemy situation as well as he could. Said he talked to him. Said he respects him. Said, you know, I've been a coach, uh, a, a coordinator that's bounced around the league. I wish him the best. He's not going to be with us next year. Anybody that was surprised by that probably is buying oceanfront real estate in Arizona. Yeah, like totally. th- this thing was written. I, I think you've made the point and i think you're largely correct that the enemy didn't necessarily get a fair shot in washington mm-hmm. but life ain't fair the offense was bad they went 4 and 13 if the new owner new gm want to blow everybody out there is empirical data to support it 
I think I could see the enemy getting the head job in Seattle, which would be pretty interesting. Not the head job, the head OC job. Um, I wish him well. I got to know him a little bit, not not tremendously well. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch that unfold. But if anybody was surprised by that yesterday, the yeah, jo- because, joke's on you. The thing about you, hire a new head coach, and if you tell him he has to hire somebody else, then that's basically undermining him. You have to allow him to go out and do the things, hire the people he wants to work with, and that's how it happened. Totally like that. So uh, I, ultimately, ultimately, I don't think uh, that's JP just dropped the mic, dog. <laughs> he has to go talk to Will Compton. But ultimately, I think that you have to allow him to hire people that he's comfortable with. And King- Kingsbury was was the guy he's comfortable with. Let's do this. I'd say we open the phone lines up here. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Do you feel better today about Dan Quinn than you did when the news came out, than you did before he sat down, started talking, said he wants to kick ass? Taking your calls next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.